Thank you, Richard. Um, you're going to hear some of the things that he just talked about in my message, too. So we're tag teaming this morning and we didn't even know it. So thank you, Lord. I just love it when the spirit of God does that. Um, you can go ahead and pull up my message. I just want to open with prayer before I uh, just begin to share. <clears throat> so, Father God, we just thank you so much for this privilege and opportunity that we have just to be in your house, to be, Lord, here with you, to be with other believers, Lord, to uh, have your word, Father. And, Lord, it is such a privilege and it's such an honor, Lord, to 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 be here, to be able to share your word. And Lord, I just believe and receive your help, the help of Holy Spirit to just make my words clear that even if I'm not clear, that you make it clear before it gets to people's ears. And God, it's not beyond you or uh, above and beyond what you can do. And Lord, I just believe and receive, Father, that this word that you have ministered to me will minister to your people. And I just thank you for it, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Um. Uh, so as you can see, that we'll be talking about understanding difficult times this morning. And uh, there's actually a lot in the scriptures about this. And uh, so we'll, we'll be looking at that this morning. So um, have you ever asked during a difficult season why? A difficult season. Difficult seasons can look a lot of different ways. Um, so, and you can go ahead and just bring up all the different things. They'll come up one at a time. So, sometimes we face difficulty in relationships, sometimes in our finances. Sometimes there's loss, a lot of different kinds of loss from people to, to other things, anything that's important to us, all of that loss. Any sort of unpleasant circumstance. Ugly people. How do you like that one? Ugly people. People acting ugly. I don't know if that's an oaky term, but I was preaching one time and ministering in California. And, you know, there's this place where, um, you know, when it's, it talks about in First Corinthians, it talks about love. And, and, and the translation, the best way to put it was love doesn't act ugly. <laughs> and it was like, that makes so much sense. But anyway, so that's not really this message this morning. That's a freebie. So, um, so but it is important to understand that even though we are Christians... We're God's children. We're deeply loved by God. It doesn't mean that we'll never face challenging people, situations, just different things. Um, uh, one, one person that I knew, they just called it life. They just called it life. And sometimes life can be that way. Life can be challenging. Life can be difficult. So we're going to um, just share a few scriptures this morning uh, and go ahead. And just kind of look at some things that Jesus said about it. These will be familiar if you've been in our services. Pastor Eric's actually using part of the same scriptures uh, for some uh, series that he's doing. And so, uh, but we'll just be pulling out two words, focusing mostly on just a couple things. So, but it's so same scripture you've heard, you've been hearing for weeks now. Matthew 13, 18 through 19. Hear then the parable of the sower. When anyone hears the word of the kingdom and does not understand it, the evil one comes and snatches away what has been sown in his heart. This is the one on whom seed was sown beside the road. The one on whom seed was sown on the rocky places, this is the man who hears the word and immediately receives it with joy. Yet he has no firm root in himself, but is only temporary. 
And when affliction or persecution arise because of the word, immediately he falls away. And so I just want to focus on this, this one thought that we'll be looking at. When affliction or persecution arise because of the word. And there are a lot of different reasons why we can have troubles and difficulties. And uh, one of them is us. We can make choices. We can do things that uh, make things difficult. But, um, but it's important to understand that, that sometimes it's not us. It isn't us. And there's something going on in the background. And so it's what we want to kind of pull back a curtain. And could you bring that back? <laughs> so, um, so not all our difficulties are because of this. Some are the consequences of our own choices. Um, could go ahead now. So sometimes it's consequences of our own choices, but not always. We'll be looking at a couple of different things, kind of just glancing on them. It's important to understand that sometimes we're going to experience difficulties even when we're doing everything right. And, and I think that's really one of the hardest challenges anybody might ever face is doing everything right, and it doesn't seem like you're getting the right results. How many of us love to be able to, to go to whatever our little device is, whether it's our computer or something else, and you push the button and it always does the same thing? But life isn't that way. And so is our walk with God. Our walk with God isn't always going to be so cookie cutter, cut and dried, that every time we do, you know, I had a situation one time where I, uh, you know, some people have heard the, the principle of sowing seed. And I sowed seed. And I, you know, the Lord answered the prayer and he blessed in just a miraculous way. And so I sowed more seed. <laughs> what would you do? <laughs> so I was excited. It's like, whoo, it's like, a, you know, pulling the thing, ching, ching, you know. Anyway, um, uh, <laughs> for those that didn't know what that was, because you're so holy, that's the, the handle on the slot machine. So, I, I, yeah, you, you know who you are that you didn't know what that was, but we'll explain. But anyway, <clears throat> but so, so I, I, I sowed more seed, and it did not happen the same way the second time. And I actually got discouraged because of it. It was like, hey, hey, Lord. But anyway, so, but, a, but the one thing that we are going to be focusing mostly on is this, this statement right here. When affliction or persecution arise, and for this specific reason, because of the word. Now, I don't know about you, but when I'm going through my daily life and things are happening, I don't even think about this. This isn't even on my radar. I'm, I'm quick to blame Callan or Jody or somebody else. You know, I don't ever think about the possibility that, that maybe something's going on behind the scenes because of the word. And we're going to explain this. We're going to be teaching on this this, this morning. So, and, and I want to preface this. This is my just my huge disclaimer. Um, don't let this keep you from studying your Bibles. We talked about drawing near this morning, and it's like, whoa! If I draw near, I'm going to have problems. Wait, I don't want to do that. But you know, so so just press 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 through in spite of that. Um, you know, so we still need to study God's Word. We still need to read the Bible, even though we may understand this principle. And the things that we're going to look at this morning, we still want to do those things. But it's important to realize that Jesus clearly says that when we receive the word, 
there will be a challenge. There will be something that comes. And, and we're going to specifically look at affliction and persecution. So uh, before we really kind of dig into those two words, I really wanted to answer the question, why? 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 What are we talking about? Now, if, if I had a flower pot up here and some seeds, which I probably should have brought, but I didn't think of this until right now. Thank you, Lord. But say I had some sunflower seeds and I had a flower pot. If I put those seeds in the ground, what's going to happen? They'll grow. Um, if I, so, so again, if something happens and those seeds get taken out of the dirt, what's going to happen? They're not going to grow the same way, right? You know, if we dropped them just on the floor, they'll just wither up and die. They're, they need an environment. But, but again, if I wanted to stop, we wish we could stop weeds this way, but you want to stop those seeds. Yeah, Jody and I pull lots of weeds. So <laughs> I've got lots of weed examples. <laughs> anyway, so um, I would love to be able to stop those seeds from getting in the ground. And the enemy is the same way, except in the positive, you know, it's the reverse. You know, the weeds are a bad thing. The word of God is a good thing. So, but let's look at the reason why. So we know there's something that happens in the natural. What happens in the spiritual? Yeah, you can go ahead. So let's look at the scripture again, the same scriptures we just already looked at. Hear then the parable of the sower. When anyone hears the word of the kingdom, the word of the kingdom. And does not understand it, the evil one comes and snatches away what's been sown in his heart. When anyone hears the word of the kingdom and does not understand it, the evil one comes and snatches away what's been sown in his heart. This is the one whom, on whom the seed was sown beside the road. So here you see. Just like we would love to stop those weed seeds, the enemy comes to try to st steal those positive seeds of God's word. Okay, go ahead. So, so obviously the enemy is after that word, and we're going to talk about why. Okay, go ahead. So the evil one comes and snatches away what's been sown in his heart. So to answer this question, what's so important about God's word? Most of you probably could already answer that, but just to make sure, we're going to go through a couple quick scriptures really quick. Go ahead, Mike. So we're going to look first at Romans 10, 17, probably a very familiar scripture to everybody. So then faith comes by hearing or from hearing and hearing by the power or excuse me, and hearing by the word of Christ. Faith comes from hearing and hearing by the word of Christ. Faith comes from hearing. And hearing comes from the word. Okay? And then we'll just go ahead and kind of explain this in a little bit. And then another scripture that we're going to be discussing here in just a little bit. 1 John 5, 4. Whatever is born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory that has overcome the world. And in the King James, it says, even our faith. Okay, go ahead. Everything in our Christian life, <laughs> and, and, and it's more than just our Christian life, literally everything in our lives, everything that we see, everything that we touch, everything that we feel is a result of God's words that have been spoken. The most, I, I love the, this example because it's, uh, it's just, I love thinking about creation, but if you can just close your eyes and just see uh, Genesis chapter 1-1 where there's just nothing. 
and the, and there's just you know the spirit of God is hovering over the wa- waters, and then God begins to speak, and see into that dark chaos, order and structure and light and life come. When God spoke into the darkness, when in Genesis chapter one verse one, He spoke His word, and His word changed everything. And it has the power to do that wherever it's released. So the word of God, we we don't realize it because we don't see and perceive the way that we should in the spirit. But, you know, whether you're carrying your Bible in your cell phone these days or whether you still have the the lap Bible, um, it's it has within it more power than any nuclear program for Iran or United States or anywhere else. But we don't think of it that way. We don't perceive it that way because we, we get kind of natural-minded. I get natural-minded, and I'm thinking it's just a book. And they're just words, and, oh, there was another sermon, and let's go eat, you know. But it's so much more. So our salvation comes from hearing God's word. None of us would be saved today if it weren't for the word of God. Our victory, our freedom, every area of overcoming the enemy in our lives comes from hearing God's word. Okay, so again, we're asking the question, why is the enemy so set on taking that word? That's why. That's why. He is wanting to stop our victory. Hearing God's word brings faith. That was Romans 10, 17. And faith brings the victory. Victory. Our faith is the victory that overcomes the world. For any math-minded people out there, I put it in a little formula. (laughs) But it's just super simple just to think about. And And it sure helped me just to see it. God's word, whatever he's promised, believing we receive that in faith, it's going to bring victory. It's going to be victory. And so back to our topic... So we know now, go ahead, that the enemy is after that victory. I, I know that that probably doesn't, it's not a very comforting thought. It's not a very encouraging thought to think that there's somebody who works really, really hard to see that you fail. And it's not your wife, your child, or your, you know, somebody else in your life. It's not a person. We have an enemy. And he knows that if he can steal the word before it has a chance for us to receive it, believe it, and act on it, okay? So remember, the the seed sown on the ground, the the bird comes right away. Bird comes right away. And the enemy's just like that. And then if for some reason do we do, like the scripture says, receive it with joy, go ahead, then he starts to work. Okay, so we can just go ahead. So first he tries to steal it, but if that doesn't work, you can see see the enemy there with his little flip chart. Okay, we're moving on to plan B, and this is what it looks like. Okay, go ahead. So in Matthew 13, so the one on whom seed was sown in the rocky places, this is the man who hears the word and immediately receives it with joy. That's good. So far we're good. Yet he has no firm root in himself, but is only temporary when affliction or persecution arise because of the word. Immediately he falls away. Go ahead. 
So it's important to understand that there's two strategies that the enemy is going to use right off the bat. It's, it's, if we're receiving God's word, we're coming, we're learning, God's teaching us things. There's two things he's going to do. If he can't steal the word from us uh, some other way, then what he's going to try to do is he's going to try to bring us affliction and persecution. Again, he's all about keeping us from bearing fruit. He's all about keeping us from any place of victory. Because you know what? If I start to bear fruit, I have some to share. He doesn't want that. And if I start to have victory, I have some to share. And then if she starts to get victory and fruit, then she has some to share too. But it all comes from the word, and the enemy is after that word. So affliction and persecution. Let's just delve into this a little bit more. Affliction and persecution. Now, I don't know. I probably heard it because they're in my message this morning. But when Richard said affliction and persecution this morning, I'm like, ting. <laughs> it's like, okay, thank you, Lord. Affliction. All right. First of all, let's just kind of relax a little bit. Who's signing up for affliction and persecution? If we had a sign-up table in the back, anybody, any takers for signing up for affliction and persecution? <gasps> Nobody. But this is church. You guys are supposed to want to volunteer and sign up for things. Oh, that was bad. I'm not even going there. I just heard a terrible joke about a potluck, but we're not going to go there. Oh, boy. That was bad. All right. Affliction and persecution. So let's look at affliction. And uh, we're going to get greeky here for, for little definitions here. Um, it's the word philipsis. I don't know if the Greeks had lisps or not, but uh, they have lots of TH words. With, with, don't put it the way that we do it. But anyway, it's T-H-L-I-P-S-I-S. But, but, it, but it, I want you to think about this, you know, understanding that this is the root word and why we're pulling on this definition. Pressure. Anytime you see affliction in the scriptures, you could boil it down. If it's this root word, you're talking about pressure. Literally or figuratively, afflicted, affliction, anguish, burdened, persecuted, tribulation, trouble. Not a list of things that, that again, that any of us are ever going to want to sign up for. But it's important to understand that when we take time in God's word, we're, we're building ourselves up. We're receiving God's word. The enemy is doing his thing too. And there's going to be things that we experience that's not because we're doing anything wrong. We're not. We're actually doing what we're supposed to be doing. But the enemy is trying to discourage us and try to bring things into our life. Now, I really, I really like this because when I think about pressure, you just, you know, if I were to go over here, I won't, won't lean on Pastor Virginia. But, but all of us, we get pressure. You know, if you could just picture just leaning, 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 leaning. And the goal is to put so much pressure that you just crumble. Now that you've had that description, has anybody ever experienced affliction? Now, maybe you didn't crumble, and there's a reason why we're actually going to talk about that. But, but, um, but that pressure, that rubbing, oh, oh, sandpaper. Now, we're not talking about where brother sharpens brother and in, in Christian, you know, the proverb that talks about that we sharpen one another. We're not talking about that. 
but a, what a robbing from the enemy and a pressure from the enemy, the goal of which is to get you to crumble and crack and break. Okay? All right. So has anybody ever experienced pressure? Health pressures can be really annoying. And sometimes they can pile up to where you're not just dealing with one symptom. It's like this over here and that over there. And it's like, whoa, Lord, pressure. The enemy's got his little flip chart and he's going, ha, ah, there's one. Let's send him this and then let's send him this and ah, let's see what they do with that. That's not fun to think about, but we've got to be realistic. We've got to know what to do when these things begin to happen. Health pressures, financial pressures. Go ahead. Again, you know. Run the gamut. Whatever's in life, he can try to use it to bring pressure. And if it's not from our own actions, it may be, it may be because we were doing something good and we were making a stand. It may be the enemy seeking to discourage us from believing the word of God that we've received. Now, <clears throat> he can tell the difference whether or not we've received the word of God. And so, so but it is, it's important, whenever you've made that stand, and whenever you've made that choice, and you've stepped into that place and said, God, you said. When we step into that place, the enemy's shaken. Because we've taken God's promises and we've attached it with something deep inside of us that God put there. Faith. Unto every man is given the measure of faith. And so that connection, when that connection begins to happen, the enemy's like, ah, quick, get them some affliction, get them some pressure. We don't want them bearing fruit. Okay, go ahead. So um, so that's the, that's the word affliction. Uh, I use King James a lot, and so you, if you run into that a lot in the King James, I'm, you know, your other translations probably, you didn't even have to have that whole slide because you already knew. But um, how about persecution? Now, I'm not going to try to say that word, but, but I did think it was funny that it meant persecution. There's, so there's nothing hidden. There's no great, wonderful meaning. And it means, you know, it comes from, you know, and, and again, we think of persecution a lot of different ways. But the idea of it behind it is to make run, to flee, or drive away, put to flight. Okay, so just stop and think about that. If we, if we had a willing volunteer, and I had a sharp stick, and I started poking him with it or her, what is our natural reaction when these things come? I'm, I'm going to turn this way so I don't see but have you ever been in a situation where you just wanted to run? I've been there many times. <laughs> you know, uh, we, we joke about it, but um, when we lost our home, my wife and I lost our home in the tornado, we also lost both of our cars. They weren't drivable. And I think it was the Lord knew that our faith might not be good, strong enough to stay. Because if we could have got in those cars, whoo, like, you know, time to run. <laughs> a lot of people did. It's really interesting. You know, some of the people in our neighborhood, they, that was their first reaction. They're, they were able to just get in their vehicles. They, they went. They went somewhere way far away. 
And I can understand if you've ever been through anything like that. And, and the things we experience in life, you know, that was just one place, one time. But there are so many ways persecution comes. So many ways the enemy jabs at us and po- points at us. I, I, do you mind? I don't, I've been just jabbering away. So did I talk about it? I must have because he took it away. But anyway, all right. If you don't mind putting that one back up just so I can see. So um, there we go. All right. Thank you. I did cover it. You can go ahead now. So pressure and persecution. Now, all I know is that I know what I'm dealing with, but I don't know what you're dealing with. But the fact that the Lord wanted this message brought is like, okay, Lord, your people either are or are going to be challenged with some things. And so we're always in one of those places. We're either coming into the problem or we're going through the problem or we're coming out of the problem. But but there's going to be things in life. So pressure and persecution, why? To cause us to stop believing the word of God that we've received into our hearts. If the enemy can't steal the word, he'll go after our faith. Okay? He's going after the word because the word brings faith But do you know, and I'm guilty, I'm guilty, I'm the first one to admit it, especially I'm dealing with some some allergy symptoms and some yucky stuff, I won't go into detail, (laughs) it's not our dinner table, do you guys, do anybody else share that, save that, save those conversations for the dinner table and it's like, oh, Callan, no, you know, (laughs) anyway, um, so, but, um, so the faith There's a place where we can hold on to and know the scriptures. Remember our word today was knowledge, right? We can know the word and what the word says, but sometimes I don't stand on it. It's awful quiet in here, but I was the first to admit it. I I do that. There are times that I don't stand against sickness and disease. I don't stand against the things that the enemy is coming and bringing. Sometimes it's maybe financial things that are going on. And I just kind of, you know, just, you know, and I just kind of forget that, oh, you mean there's a different way to live? Yeah, there is. It's called overcoming. And to him that overcomes, it says over and over and over in Revelations, there's a reward. Not only in this life, but in the life to come. Anyway, so so persecution, and, and again, this is kind of just, just, this is extra. If persecution and pressure aren't effective in stopping our faith and believing, the enemy doesn't stop there. Wish he did, but he doesn't. So, plan C. Go ahead. He brings out a couple more things, and just to, just so that we understand... Sometimes the yuck that we face in life, there's a reason, there's a purpose. And the one on whom seed was sown, Matthew 13, 22, who was sown among the thorns. Anybody like thorns? Hey, but roses are on thorny bushes. No, nobody likes thorns. This is the man who hears the word. I wish this wasn't in the scripture. There's a scripture, there's a scripture in Revelations that says the fearful and the unbelieving and the liars. And it lists those three categories. You know, and sometimes I lie, I'm afraid, and I don't believe. And so when I see these scriptures, it's like, oh, Lord, not my worry. 
and the worry of the world and the deceitfulness of wealth. And again, I would, you know, that's a, that's a whole other message. But it's important to understand that if we're dealing with a lot of worry, there may be a root cause. The enemy may be challenging our faith as some, some step that we have taken. The enemy really doesn't want us to advance. I, I, I hope you don't mind me to use you in his example, Tennille. I, I don't really know you that well. And, and it's like, uh, but I saw you and I, I just saw this picture. So I'm going to share it. And I don't know what your experience was, but she's opened up her own dance studio. And I don't know if that's been a long-term dream. But when you ever have anything that the Lord has for you out in your future, when you step out in faith to do those things, these things come. I don't know what your experience has been. <laughs> you know, there's times that just goofy stuff happens here at the church. There's stuff that breaks that it's just like, I've never even heard of them breaking. You know, we're back in the back and the toilets all start to overflow. That was a few few months ago. You know, there's water going in the fellowship hall and it's like, what? You know, it's like that never happens. But stuff like that happens all the time around here. <laughs> You know, we were just trying to test a microphone. We, you know, we bought one and works great. The other one, you know, and it's like, okay, I guess we're not using it. You know, so stuff like that happens anytime, anytime we try to make a step forward. The enemy is not there with his little pom-poms going, go, yeah, rah, go, you can do this. You can do this. He's not doing that. Hopefully we are doing that for each other. But the enemy is there. Let's give them a little affliction. Let's give them some pressure. And then if that doesn't work, we'll have Aunt Nana so-and-so start to call and say, I can't believe you think you can do that. And it's probably going to be somebody really close to you. Because the enemy's not going to use somebody you don't know and don't care about. He's going to use somebody that you love and you really value their opinion. And the next thing you know, you've just shared your dream and your vision and they're saying, I think that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. You know, and it's like, Ugh. but you, this is where you have to know the Lord. The only way you will press through that kind of opposition and persecution is to go back to the scriptures and say, God, you said, you said, you gave me this dream. You gave me this, whatever it is. I'm going to not be stopped and I'm going to press through. I, you know, there's hundreds, anybody that's ever accomplished anything for the Lord, this is their testimony. This is their story. So very, very important. Now that we understand, okay, these things are going to happen. What do we do about it? And it's really not that hard. So this hopefully is the uplifting, encouraging part of the message. <laughs> oh, boy. So what do we do when these difficult times come? It's so important to understand they're going to come. There's a, there's a friend, there's a scripture in the Old Testament. And uh, again, another one of those, it's like, Ooh, why is that in there? And it says, when you walk through the fire and when you walk through the flood, I will be with you. It's like, no, Lord, it should be if. If, I want if. Don't you want if? How many are wanting a guaranteed fire? We sang about fire this morning. It's like, sign me up. Ah! You know, and again, I, I love what you shared because it helps bring that balance to understand, okay, this isn't a bad thing. Drawing near to the Lord is not a bad thing. But 
These things are going to come. Don't let go of the word. This is where it's so simple, and I didn't, I don't think I put that slide back in a second time, but it's so important that if we can get this in our understanding, that if we've got God's word, and if we won't stop believing, we're going to win. We're going to win. Even when it looks like the enemy won. Um, there's a testimony of a person that felt it, it was a team of people, and I apologize, I don't remember all the, the details, and I didn't you know, get all the facts and figures straight, but some of you may have seen, it's, I think it's called The End of the Spear. It's, it's a documentary about a, a missionary team that felt to go to a place where the word of God had never gone, to this cannibal tribe in the middle of, I don't even remember, I think it's South America somewhere. But it was dangerous, but they felt that's what God wanted them to do. So off they go. And they, they go, and they all get killed. Looks like the enemy won to me. But it wasn't the end of the story. Because the, if I remember right, it's the widow and the children of the very people that first tried to go, go. And so sometimes what looks to be a complete failure, how many, how many think that the enemy was rejoicing when Jesus died on the cross? It's like, I did it, I did it. You know, there's lots of songs that about, you know, but Friday, you know, Sunday comes or whatever. And, you know, he realizes he didn't win. And, and, and God likes to do that a lot. You may have had circumstances and situations that look like, whoo, that didn't work out well. I didn't hear God. But it was. Because there's something. There's something that's more valuable to God than our always having a comfortable, wonderful life. And it's our character. And our faith. I, I think about the, the early apostles and the, you know, if you've never read Fox's Book of Martyrs, which I've never read, but I had somebody that always talked about it. So, But it, it tells the story of what happened to some of these early things, people. But it didn't stop the gospel. We're here today. You know, so even though we may experience things that look from all respects on the outside, the enemy won, and that was a failure. I failed. But from God's perspective, that it doesn't look that way, especially if we don't have our slide anymore. But if you don't stop, if you don't let go of God's word, I think it's absolutely, and I, I wish I had a personal testimony of this, but I have heard testimony and testimony of where the line was crossed. So, so um, some of you may have watched TBN or have heard of TBN, but the line was crossed. Their deadline, their mortgage, all that stuff was crossed, but they didn't stop believing. And God provided, and everything was okay, even though it looked like God didn't come through. And, and, and so I, it's like, we need to know that. We need to know that even when it looks like the deadline, you know, the calendar is gone, and wow, I thought that promise was for yesterday, and, and now don't let go. Don't let go. <laughs> don't stop believing. Because this is the thing that's so absolutely amazing and so wonderful about our God. He, Kairos, he's not limited by our time. He isn't. 
And so even when you have all these things in the natural that are saying, you blew it, you failed, God's not going to come through for you, that's all the enemy. Just keep standing, smile sweetly, you know. And if it's your relatives that are telling you those things, smile sweetly at them. <laughs> you got to keep a good attitude. <laughs> and uh, um, don't let go. Okay, go ahead. So don't let go of the word and don't stop believing. Very simple. Very, very simple. And, and what's so great about the Lord is it doesn't really matter what was the source of the trial, whether even if it was our own, phew, I blew it. I really shouldn't have done that. But even if the difficulties we are experiencing is because of choices we have made. And again, this is important for us to hear because sometimes we do bad things and we have bad consequences because we did bad things. But even in that place, if we will find out God's word, hear what he is saying and not let go, we'll have victory even if we made a big mess. There's lots of preachers out there today that were in jail. They made a big mess, but God got them out of it. And now they're helping other people get out of it. So get in the word, find out what God said about whatever it is that's going on. Okay, go ahead. Then it's super simple. Don't let go. I wish it was something that you could see because it was just like, okay, I just got to hold on to this, you know, then you can hit them whenever they try to take it away from you. It's like, no, you're not going to have it. I'm not going to give it to you. I'm not going to give you the word and I'm not going to give you my faith, my believing. Go ahead. So um, this scripture, I love to teach on this scripture and I just wanted to throw it in. It says, consider all joy when you encounter various trials. And, and, you know, so I, I look at that as like, I'm not saying it's joyful time, but God is because of the perspective he's using God's perspective and James's perspective by the Holy Spirit, knowing that the testing of your faith produces endurance. Now, this word endurance means holding up under pressure. So think about that. The enemy is there trying to push you down and that patience is just pushing back and saying, I'm not going to, I'm going to endure it's, it's the ability to hold up under pressure. And God gives that to us. Patient endurance in the face of pressure and persecution. So even though we may experience these things, we can have joy. And why? Because we're going to win. Even if everything on the outside looks like we've lost. Um, one of my favorite, one of my favorite uh, intercessors and people to, to read about was a man named Reese Howells. And he lived in the time of the Welsh Revival, and, and he was just part of what God was doing at that time. And they went to a community where there were very few Christians, and the revival hadn't reached. And so everybody is still drinking, they're partying, they're doing bad things. Bad people doing bad things. I know you don't know anybody like that. So, so they went because these are their young, on-fire Christians, and they want to take the gospel to these people. And so they come to this village and they, they start to make relationships and start to share God's word. And the next thing that happens is one of the people that, that receives Jesus gets sick. And so the person, Reese Howells, hears what he believes is a word from the Lord that this person's going to live. And he tells everybody. And he tells everybody. I don't know if anybody has ever been there. It's getting quiet again. <laughs> you know, but... 
the person died. And, and there was a principle in this. You know, was the, I don't have time to go into the whole story, but this woman knew it was her time, and she was okay with it. So just so you know, you would relax there. She actually made the choice to go home to be with Jesus. Whole nother, whole nother message there. And so, but from the outside, they were required as a, as a missions team, they were required to walk through time and time again what looked like failure on the outside. Nobody knew the inside story of her own personal testimony and, and of what God did in the midst of what was going on. They never had that opportunity to share. And so would it look like an absolute failure? But then the next people he prayed for, they got healed and they got healed and they got healed, rose that, you know, people from the dead, all kinds of stuff. But there was that initial test. So I'm going to leave you with this question, even though it's not on the slide, but I'm hearing it. Are we willing to follow him even if he allows us to fail? That's a tough, that's a tough one. Because it gets right at our pride. We'll just kind of segue out of that one. I'll just kind of move on. But there's a place, and again, it's that place where the Lord is after something so much more than us just being happy-go-lucky, wonderful, successful Christians. He's after a heart that knows him. You know, the, there's a scripture in Psalms where it says that, that the Israelites knew the works of God. And there's a lot of us that know what God can do. But it makes this statement about Moses. He wanted to know his ways. Why he did what he did. And if we're going to do that, we have to go on. And that's that back to that consuming fire, getting close enough to him to know, God, why did you do that? You ever have that conversation with the Lord and actually get an answer? You can. You can. Something to remember as we close. The difficulties we're experiencing may also be because of the prayers that we've prayed. Now, again, this is a whole nother take and a whole nother thing to throw out here, but I just felt that it was important to add on. And this has been my personal experience over and over and over, and, and some have heard me share it in different, different places in different groups. We can't blame every difficulty on the enemy. Okay? So we can't all go out of here with our shirts, you know, say, you know, devil made me do it or whatever, you know. Um, there is a place where we may even know what God wants to do in a situation and we pray into it and say, okay, God, yeah, I see that you want to do this for that situation. I'll go ahead and not be cryptic. Uh, I was in a small church and it struggled and struggled and struggled for many, many years. And the, um, not here, I always have to make that, <laughs> it was not this church, it was not this church. I was in a place far, far away in California, and it was a struggling church, and so we prayed just for God's move, just like I'm sure churches do everywhere, and we started to really, you know, get into that place of corporate prayer, and we're praying for God's will and what God wants, and we're just so excited because we see what God's going to do, part, part, we saw what God was going to do in part. And so as time went on, we began to see where our pastor was going to leave. Like, what? We're, we're, we've gotten to where we can see God's move. Why are you doing this? 
And he felt like he was doing what God wanted him to do. And he stepped over and uh, God supernaturally connected him with another pastor that was going to be our new pastor. And in a denomination that does not allow that kind of a thing to happen, he was put in as our pastor. And we're all like, okay, God, this has to be you. This has to be you. But it was so uncomfortable. And it got worse because... And now think about this. The new pastor preached against the old one. But it was God. That new pastor was God's plan. And he had to be in order to reach that community. Now, I don't understand all that. And it was not fun to walk through. To be sitting there in a meeting or a different place and... I was like, oh boy, you know, it's like, God, how can this be you? But it was. And I say, how do you know, Sean, that it was? Because, because I was complaining. Not that anybody, not that you ever complain. But I was complaining. I said, God, this is so hard. And listen, listen how they're talking about, you know, this man of God who we love. And then God, you know, just spoke to my heart. He says, what do you hear? Well, I heard kids in the Sunday school classrooms. For 17 years, they'd been unused. Stop and think about that. A long time. There have been no voices on a Sunday morning in the Sunday school classrooms. And that was one of the things that the Lord had, in a time of prayer, years before, I had prayed. Remember, sometimes God's answering our prayers and the uncomfortable things we're experiencing is him moving in our life. I had prayed and wept and the Lord encouraged me with, I can hear the sound of kids playing in the, you know, or or doing their children's church stuff in the classrooms. And so that was something to get me over that really difficult time. And the other thing, he said, look outside, what do you see? Which I didn't have to get up to go see. This parking lot was full. We went from having three or four cars (laughs) to having a full parking lot. And it was like, okay, God. Now, this is, I think in some ways this might be more difficult than dealing with affliction and persecution, except for the one thing. We have to be able to get to that place of saying, and everything that we're experiencing, I trust you, God. Bottom line. Our heart attitude has to be one of says, okay, God, I don't understand. And sometimes we won't. Sometimes we will not understand. But we have to be willing to say and able to say, I trust you anyway. Let's stand. So, Father God, I just thank you for the opportunity to share this morning. Father God, I thank you so much, Lord, that you are so amazing. You know, there's a scripture that says, eye has not seen and ear has not heard. And Father God, sometimes that seems to be our testimony. It's like we don't have a clue what you are doing. It just hurts. It's uncomfortable. We wish it wasn't that way. But Lord, you go on to say in the New Testament that we have the mind of Christ. 
And so, Father God, today I am praying for those that hear this message. That you give them ears to hear and eyes to see. Lord, that no matter what they're experiencing, Father, whatever those difficulties might be, whether it was from their own personal choices, whether it's the enemy trying to discourage them from going on with God, or whether it's you, God, that are moving and working in their life in a way that they don't like and the way they don't understand. Lord, that you bring us all to that place, Lord, where we can say, I trust you. I trust you with all of me. I trust you with all my stuff. I trust you with all my family. I trust you to keep your word. I trust you, Lord. So, Father God, I just thank you for this this body of people. Lord, this is a body of people who has been on a journey. And, Lord, we trust you today. We trust you, God, that you have a destination that you have a time and a place. You have an appointed time for each one. And Father God, I just step into that place and I I believe we receive it, Lord. I believe we receive it, Father. Lord, each one has this amazing destiny with you, God. And Father God, I just believe and receive that at every place where the enemy has brought obstacles and opposition and pressure, Lord, that you will just make it so clear That, Father God, they are going to be willing to press through and see that place of overcoming no matter how difficult it's been. And, Father God, even though it was such a simple example of of when I plant seeds and I have fruit, they're able to share that. Lord, I speak over this, that this is a body of people that overcomes and has so much overcoming, they have some to give away. Father God, we just speak that over Living Word Fellowship Church. We just believe we receive it today. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, be blessed this week. We will see you again on Wednesday. God is good. If you would like prayer, we've got teams that are already ready to receive you. Thank you, Lord.